The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 297. We are live, as always, on YouTube. So if you're out there, say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you have a question or whatever, uh, go ahead and tag myself or whatever and put that question out there. And if it's relevant to the conversation, we'll go ahead and ask it. Let's be honest. There's pretty much anything that's relevant to whatever conversation because this conversation can go a lot of different ways so uh, go ahead and leave those comments and questions out there in the chat if you want to text into the show yes you can text into the show utilize the ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends rod and shelly gates over at aegis gun care that phone number is 530-364-4678 go check out aegisguncare.com if you are a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in that darkness, and you're looking for the light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I can probably be a pretty decent ear, maybe talking through some stuff. Worst case scenario, I can definitely be a good listener. If you are looking for someone to get you some medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. Veterans, press the number one. We are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title, of the United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And we are proud members of the Rapid Fire Radio Network and the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all of your favorite pro-gun, pro-two-way podcasts over at rapidfireradio.us and selfdefenseradio.net. Let's uh, bring in our happy guest for the night. Uh, standing on a corner... In Winslow, Arizona, we got John the Soulless Ginger Bastard. What's up, man? What is up, homie? It is What's hot up? as hell today. Yeah, it was about 127 out there at Arizona. Uh, my car says 111, so it is, uh, it's a little bit toasty out here. Those are rookie numbers for air. You guys got to get that up. Those rookie numbers. It's supposed to be 105 here on Thursday. So if it's going to be 105 here, it must be like 135 over there. It's going to be 112 Saturday and Sunday. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, and our guest tonight from Cox Arms, we got Michael Cox. What's up, Romy? Not much. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, you guys are going to have any questions for Michael about Cox Arms? I'm going to go ahead and put the uh, the website out there real quick. You guys can 
have a quick looky while we're doing the other stuff for a few minutes and you guys can take a look at that coxarmsusa.com uh go ahead and check that out real quick uh you guys know that every thursday saturday and monday we have our pony polls presented by anderson manufacturing those are uh fun polls we put out there we have a good time let's go check them out uh, our first poll was yesterday and it's got 1.4 thousand votes it's pretty simple guys which one do you choose Guns N' Roses, Duran Duran, Bob Marley, or YouTube. Michael, of those four, what's your favorite of those four? Uh, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, not a bad choice. Uh, Ginger? You gotta go Guns N' Roses. It's, it's an obvious choice. I mean, for most people, it probably is. For me, it's probably Bob Marley. I listen to a lot of Bob Marley, but I do love GNR. I actually like all four of those bands um, for different reasons. But the one thing that I'm worried about, guys, is I understand that, that Guns is in the studio and they're supposed to release a new album next year. Just saying, have you guys heard Axel sing the last couple of years? I do not want this. I do not want this album coming out. I'm just saying. I want to remember GNR the way they were when Axel could actually sing. I'm a little, little worried about what this could sound like. It's just, it's not. The last time I heard him sing, it was not good at all. So maybe they've got some computer generated stuff they could work in there, make them sound better. But uh, I just assume leave it alone. Let GNR be who they are. But that's just me. Uh, let's see, 1.4 thousand votes, 56% say Guns N' Roses, 29% say Robbie Nesta, 8% uh, say Duran Duran, and 7% say U2. Next poll was put out Saturday, 1.9 thousand votes of these, of these, which is the best burger, rallies, Sonic, Wendy's, or Whataburger? Ginger, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I guess I got to say Whataburger. Yes, you it do. Was, it was a close tie between Whataburger and Whataburger, so I'm going to go with Whataburger. Maybe Whataburger. Coming in third there also. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Michael, of those four, do you have a favorite? Uh, Whataburger. Man, I knew I liked you already, so uh, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you guys, everyone's saying a Whataburger's hype, you've never had one and you don't know. If you've had one, you know. Um, Wendy's is not bad. Rally's not bad. I'm not a big Sonic guy uh, as far as burgers go. Uh, 1.9 thousand votes. 50% say Wendy's. Wendy's. 34% say Whataburger, 9% say Rally, 6% say Sonic. 50%. So nearly a 1,000 votes. 50% of those people that voted are now dead to me. Just saying. They're dead to me. Um, no, Wendy's is good, but it doesn't even hold a candle to Whataburger. And I'm sorry, In-N-Out is not better than Whataburger. I lived in California. In-N-Out is not better than Whataburger. It's good. I think fat burgers better than in and out. I'm just saying. So, um, yeah. Our buddy Chase out there has a message for John, so you can check that out, John, if you'd like. 
he says, we all I know can't. that you love it in and out. Listen, I can't, I can't see the comments right now, so Chase can say whatever he wants. Oh, I think also, he's going to say, I'm going to say whether you're looking at him or not, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, if Jack in the Box was on there, I probably would have chosen Jack in the Box. Just now, now, Jack in the Crack is great. I, I introduced my daughter, this is like 10 years ago. We were down in Houston putting on a show when a cowboy in the back said, Cotton Eye Joe. You know, we were down in Houston with my daughter, and she had never been to Jack in the Box. And it's like 1 o'clock the morning. We got done with the football game, going back to the hotel. And uh, I said, oh, let's go to Jack in the Box. It's in the same kind of parking lot as the hotel was. And she's like, I've never heard of it. I said, it's the greatest place in the world. It's the only place you can get a burger, a taco, an egg roll, and like teriyaki chicken all in the same menu. And sure enough, like she's like, oh, this is great. So I don't think their, their burgers are better than Whataburger, but I'm a huge fan of Jack of the Crack. Just saying. Uh, you got to love it. Got to love it. And our last, our last one was last Thursday. It's got 2.6 thousand votes. Which one do you pick? Pretty simple. An AR-15 rifle, bolt-action rifle, lever-action rifle, or pistol-caliber carbine? Mike, let's start with you. Of those four, which is, if you just had to go with a go-to, what's your go-to? The AR platform. They are, yep. Uh, Ginger? Well, I am not a FUD, so I'd have to say the AR. Uh you know, the bolt and the lever are great, but AR is where it's at. You, you, you say you're not a FUD, but I think Clover has been um, wearing on you a little bit. You're, you're getting a little more FUDish in your, in your uh, well, I mean, you're only 21 or something like that. So, you know, you're not used to talk about bolt actions and lever actions. So, um, let's see here. 2.6 thousand votes. 78% are correct that say AR-15 rifle. Uh, tied for second at 8% was bolt action and PCC. And coming in dead ass last is Clover's pick, the lever action rifle. So there you have it. The pony polls. Go check out manuf AndersonManufacturing.com. And uh, every Thursday, Saturday, Monday, go ahead and vote in those polls. We have a good time with them. Um, like we said, we, we got a special guest tonight from Cox Arms. Uh, we got Michael Cox so coming in. So, Michael, I want to give you a few minutes to uh, kind of give people uh, your background and the history of Cox Arms and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, I don't know if I need a few minutes, but, uh, <laughs> I, you know, the, the uh, quick brief background is I'm from the south. I'm from the Houston, Pasadena area. Uh, spent my time in the Marine Corps got out, did a lot of different businesses. And, and for the last, uh, I think, a, I don't know, 2000, the end of 2010, 2000, the beginning of 2011, I don't remember, uh, got our FFL and opened up brick and mortar shop mm. and have been, you know, doing that since then. And then, uh, probably around 2018, I decided I was going to make some, you know, just accessory parts for guns, just because I wanted to. And then uh, about 2019, or, or right in the beginning of it, I decided that we were going to start manufacturing the firearms ourselves because um, I've said this before, it, it 
every single time that, that we have a tragedy here, uh, you know, be it, you know, an epidemic or a school shooting, whatever it might be, um, the gun prices go through the roof and the scarcity of them, you know, starts happening, whether it's true or not, that's what happens. And I got sick and tired of seeing the, the quality drop, you know, this is kind of my go-to number. It's not factual. It's just me. The quality would drop 20, 30%, but the cost would go up 20, 30%. And here I am trying to give a guy a, you know, ABC gun, doesn't matter what. And I know yesterday this gun was 20, 30% cheaper. But now I have to, I'm spending 20, 30% more to get it. And then when uh, COVID happened, that, that number just went up and it just yeah. seemed to get stupid. And I just got tired of it. I got absolutely fed up with the idea that um, you had all these parts coming in from China or, or wherever it was, you know, Asian parts. Uh, and this is not to say that all Asians make crap, but the quality control just got so horrendous. You know, and I, and I took your, you know, your money from you and, yeah. it, you know, you took it out that weekend, shot it, and then you bring it back to me. And even though I didn't manufacture it, even though it wasn't my problem, it's my problem because right. I'm the one that took your money, you know? So I just got fed up with the whole goddamn thing and decided that uh, we could do it better, you know, and we could deliver a, a superior product for a fair price. So that's that's what we've been doing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to put your uh, here in a minute. We're going to start talking about some of the products and all that. I'll put screen share your website. Um, you've obviously got the rifles, but you still you still do a quite a bit of of accessories and parts and all that. Um, when you started out in 2010 making accessories and all that, did you ever have the idea? of wanting to start your own like rifle or, gu or gun company or to just kind of evolve through the accessories and all that stuff? No. So just to clarify in 2010, it, it was a, it's a pawn shop. It's a pawn gun. Jewelry okay. Store. So when you start your FFL in 2010, I got you. Okay. Right. Right. The FFL. I'm sorry if I wasn't clear. Yeah. So we got our FFL. Then. Smart, bro. I didn't so, start. <laughs> yeah. I didn't start looking at uh, making parts until about, 2017 2018 somewhere in there uh but and in the process year later used to into the firearms i got you okay yeah and it just it really snowballed real fast um mm -hmm. it just kind of you know it started out as a small idea and then it just ballooned real fast and i, I think at about the end of 2017 or the beginning of 2018 somewhere in there uh, is when we decided we were just going to make our own thing. Now, do you still do a quite a bit of sales through the accessory side of it, or is it mostly firearms at this point? You know what? The accessories, we haven't even, we didn't even get that off the ground. We just went kind of oh, snowballed wow. it straight into to actual, you know, physical rifles. Yeah. You know? Nice. Nice. Uh, we got a question out there from the crowd. Marcus says, um, are your BCGs good for full auto? Uh, yes. I mean, yeah, it'll be a definitely run them full auto if you wanted to. I mean, there's no reason you couldn't. Yep. Yep. Uh, most of them are, it's just, that's, 
BCGs. I, I, th I don't know. I'm I'm putting words in his mouth probably, but I'm what he might have been referring to the cut if it was an M6 or a, a uh, you know have the cutout of the ass end of the of the carrier. But no, ours is a full auto uh, carrier. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we got our good friend Rod and Shelly out there at Aegis Gun Care. What's going on? Uh, good to see you, my friend. Um, let's go ahead real quick. And like you guys, uh, we're going to have questions out there. Go ahead and put those questions out there, and we'll get to them if you have them for myself or um, or for Michael. Just put them out there, and we'll get to them. Real quick, what I want to do is I want to go to share the screen. All right, there we go. So what we're going to do real quick is kind of go through the lineup real quick, and we'll maybe talk a little bit about each one. Uh, I'm assuming that the flagship of the stable is the Guardian itself. Uh, is that correct, Michael? Yeah, that would be the original, yes. That would be the, yeah. the original uh, rifle that we released, yes. And this is a 16-inch 5.56. Uh, it was like a 1 in 7 twist, 6.8 pounds, 16-inch um, barrel, 15-inch lightweight handguard, uh, mid-leaf gas system. Uh, oh, it's got a, a game of muzzle brake, adjustable six-position buffer tube, uh, a minimalist adjustable stock. Um, so, um, when you guys set out, and this was the original design, if, if I heard you correctly, if this was the original design, when you guys set out, um, you had obviously you had something in mind that you wanted to build. Um, how did how did the guardian or how did this come to fruition from the idea to getting it done? Like, I mean, what was the whole idea about this rifle? So, um, yeah, our website's not very good, and, and that's probably mostly my fault because I don't stay on top of it like I should. We're actually on about uh, the fourth gen right now of all of our product line. Sure. As far as the AR platform goes. And the, the things that I wanted to set out to do was in building ARs myself, and, and I'm sure everybody else does it too, by the end of the day, you end up somewhere around, you know, and not to put everybody in a, you know, in a shoebox here, but you end up at around $18, $2,200, somewhere in there anyway. By the time you upgrade the barrel and the trigger and, you know, all the other crap. So my idea behind this was, why don't we just go ahead build the rifle that you would end up with anyway. Uh, yes, it costs money, but you know, mm -hmm. anything worth having usually does. So we'll build that rifle or that platform, whatever, you know, might've been a pistol, whatever it was. And then because we're machining everything, all of the tolerance stacking, we can control on our end. And, um, you know, one thing that, that usually you might see it like on the forums or, you know, just shooting with your buddies, whatever. Maybe you bought a, you know, ABC bolt carrier group from, you know, some company. And, mm -hmm. and it works great in your rifle and your setup with your barrel from XYZ company. But then your buddy buys the exact same bolt carrier group, but maybe he has a different barrel from a different company. And it doesn't function 
as good as it should or it doesn't function at all. Yeah. And that's just, that's tolerance stacking. You know, everybody's machining to a certain specification, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a part, uh, you know, maybe your, your barrel extension is on the big end uh, and so is the bolt itself. Or, or maybe it's one of them's on the small end, whatever. So they're just not quite jiving together. And then that person will say, oh, this, you know, ABC bolt or whatever uh, is garbage or the barrel's garbage, whatever. It didn't work in my gut. And it's not that that company necessarily made a bad product. It's just you're taking three, four, five different manufacturers who are machining to different tolerances mm -hmm. and throwing all their parts together. So it's not necessarily that they made something bad. It's just it doesn't play well. So in doing it the way that we do it, where we're in control of all the, all the specs and anything that we don't do in-house, we know what the manufacturing specs are uh, from our vendor. So then we can machine to that and make sure that those tolerances are all going to jive. So yeah, that, that's how I ended up with that. Absolutely. Going through a lot of your color options are, are really are really nice. I love that. OD Green. Uh, Ozzy out there wants to know if he can get one in stainless. <laughs> uh, and uh, being that you guys machine, you probably could do that, couldn't you, if you wanted to? A stainless color or actually make it out of stainless? I, th I think what he's saying is no Cerakote job, just the raw metal just uh, the out of the machine, just the raw. Yeah. So if you just did raw aluminum, it's actually funny you mentioned that because we were actually thinking about uh, maybe doing a special run of uh, just raw aluminum and then Cerakote and clear over the top of it. Yeah. You know, just so it has some protection. Uh, yeah. That is something that we actually have been talking about the last week or so. So it's kind of funny he brings that up. Yeah. That's, but if that, he that's... wants a stainless color, we can spray it a stainless color. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Ozzy, you'll, you'll clarify out there. But I'm assuming he's probably just talking about the raw, you know, the raw metal color and all of that, uh, maybe buffed out or whatever. But uh, I, I think that'd be pretty badass, honestly. Um, now I see on here. I'm going to scroll down here. Uh, kind of go through some of the the specs and all of that stuff. Uh, looks like you got an Elfman SoCom uh, adjustable trigger. Uh, it's flat trigger, uh, which is uh, I'm starting to I'm starting to really get into flat triggers a bit more um, than I, I was before. Um, yeah. So for those out there, and there's some people out there that might be new to this or be listening to this in the podcast that might be new to ARs and all of that. When they hear adjustable trigger, uh, explain to them what you're talking about when you say you've got an adjustable trigger. So uh, just a, a little bit of a backstory. When I approached Elfman, I had been using their products uh, in my guns. And when I approached them and told them that I wanted to put their triggers, uh, their top-of-the-line trigger in a production gun, a semi-production, we kind of call ourselves a semi-custom production gun, you know. And sure. they, they, kinda, they, they just embraced the idea. I mean, they were absolutely instrumental in helping us get this thing going and and it just so happened and it's just one of those dumb luck things i was in the right place at the right time uh, and they had just gotten permission to you know kind of market or sell 
the SOCOM rated trigger. Now they do not have the DOD contract or whatever to, to supply the trigger. Uh, a different company that had that contract with the government went to ELF and said, hey, here's what we need. And uh, ELF made them what they call a, a SOCOM rated trigger. And basically uh, it's, it's a fancy roller bearing trigger and all that good stuff. But you can actually adjust the trigger pull. They, that was part of the deal was they wanted their operators to be able to individually adjust the trigger pull to whatever that operator wanted. So sure. it's, got, it's got a little, uh, it looks like a little flat-headed screwdriver tip in the end of it. Uh, and you just, you turn it and each click into a detent is a half a pound, whether you go, you know, oh, wow. or tighter. So we set it at about a three and a half to four pound trigger pull. Um, because of the way it's adjusted, it's not a, a dead set four pounds or a dead set three and a half pounds. It's kind of floats in the middle. Uh, so that's how it leaves me. But if you wanted, a, you know, if you're on a, whatever, you're on a law enforcement or, or whatever, and you need it to be stiffer, uh, you know, that's their operating procedure. They can tighten it up to about six, six and a quarter pounds, I think it is. And if you're, you know, trying to do something really crazy, you can turn it down to about two and three quarter pounds. Okay. So, yep. um, but it also, that trigger has a lifetime guarantee on it. And then we also have a lifetime guarantee. So, and our, our guarantee that we have is I don't give a shit what the reason is it broke just give it back to me and i'll make it right absolutely no i love that i love that uh john i want to bring you in real quick and i, I know that you you've worked with michael no michael uh obviously longer than i have um anything that you want to bring up and ask michael uh you know michael the the one thing that we talked about was that bulk carrier group and just the big thing with his guns and and I want to thank Mr. Big Kid because he was the one who turned me on to him. So, Michael, I know you talked to all the sh all the special things you do in that bulk carry group, but your guns shoot flatter than any gun that I've ever shot. So, can you kind of like run down what you do to the internals and stuff, and talk a little bit about that bulk carry group because it's really impressive if you're a gun nerd and really into that that thing with the bulk carry groups. So. Uh, you know, I guess some of the state secrets away, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, you know, really, and, and I'll touch on this later when another subject comes up, I'm sure is going to come up. The, really it's the, there's some proprietary machining that we do to the upper and, you know, it used to be, and it still kind of is embarrassing to be quite honest that it took me almost a year and a half to launch our first actual rifle. And we went through a shit ton of aluminum trying to get it right. And not all of them were failures. They just weren't what I wanted. And uh, we, some of it was cosmetic, but a lot of it was, you know, hey, this, this is a little sloppy. This is a little loose. I, I don't like the way this fits together. You know, those kinds of things. And everything in this world's a give and take, right? So, you know, there's some things on there that I wish were a little this way or a little that way. Um, but we just take the good with the bad and we deal with it. The, the bolt carrier group 
uh, as a whole is by far, in my opinion, and of course it's worth exactly what you paid for it. Uh, I think it's the best bulk carrier group on the market, hands down. Now, that's not to say that I'm doing anything that, you know, XYZ company couldn't do. Yeah. Um, it's just. They're, they're just not. They're, <laughs> they're just not doing it. I mean, that's, I mean, really at the end of the day, that's what it is. You know, so when guys ask me, well, what makes this so special? Well, it's because of all the time and effort that, and the extra steps that we put into it that, you know, nobody else is doing well, you know, but I could do that at home, but you don't, you haven't. So, you know, all that being said, so we start out with the raw stock, you know, we get the raw parts from my supplier and yeah. they're all disassembled. And actually when we get them, they still got mill scale and shit all over them. Oh, wow. We start, yeah, we start cleaning them up and, and that's fine. And that's the way I told them I wanted them because we're going to do a little bit more machining to it. We're going to do a lot more handwork to them. Then after we're done with all that, we send it out to get micro polished. Now, originally we were micro polishing every single part, but wow. I can't ever leave anything alone. I've always got to be, you know, learning and, and trying to do better you know, for, for my people. So, uh, we stopped polishing the extractor. I don't necessarily fall into the camp of a polished extractor is somehow going to fail over the next guy. I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that thinking, but at the same time, it's not a hill I'm worth dying on. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So we won't do that. That's fine. And that's fine. But the other thing too is, uh, we're using cryo-treated gas rings, cryo-treated extractor spring, and that's the heavy five-coil extractor spring uh, mm -hmm. with the donut. And then uh, we use a cryo-treated uh, ejector spring as well. Then when, you know, after it comes back from the micro-polisher, and we, and we quit polishing the bolt, uh, we were finding that on the face of the bolt, the the coating that we're using is more of a um, it it's more of a friction type coat. It's it's meant to slide. It's not really meant for impact. You know, you hit it with a hammer, you're going to do damage eventually. And the 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 head of the firing pin actually does take a little bit of a beating, but we're okay with it because the shoulder uh, and that little apron down there that gets all the carbon build up on it, it helps all that fluff off when you clean it. So we're yeah. okay with that. But the face of the bolt, we were noticing that uh, we were losing a little bit of adhesion there from the micro polish. Mm -hmm. And we had to get that worked out. So we decided, okay, we're going to do a 240 grit uh, kind of a, it's not really a sandblast, it's a, a media blast, just to try to get a little bit better adhesion because what we think is happening is, is when the case goes off, there's a little bit of a play between the, the case itself and the head of the, of the bolt. So when it does explode and it expands a little bit, we're thinking that we're getting a little bit of a hammering effect. So we've, we switched that up a little bit and all of these things that we're doing are minuscule minor, you know, minor little details, but it's, it's the little things that add up to the big thing. So, um, you know, we'll, 
we're doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're lapping. I'm sorry. We're um, honing the bores, you know, just to make sure they're clean, make sure there's no burrs in there. None of that nonsense. I'm sure if you anybody's been putting ARs together long enough, you drop your firing pin down in there and it doesn't fall through and you can't figure out why. You know, it, it's because there's a big ass burr in there. That's why. And, know, and, so. and sometimes people can't see them. They're, they don't. They're looking for, especially if they're yeah. new to the ARs. They don't understand yeah. um, what the hell's going on and why their their projectiles aren't are, aren't consistently hitting where they're supposed to be hitting. You know. Right. Yeah, and a, and a lot of that is is they'll be looking for a piece of metal, like an obvious piece of metal sticking out in the orifice somewhere. How I don't see it. But it's, it's just on the side, right? So it's just enough to drag. Um, yeah. So we make sure all those little things are done. And then we, uh, we also lap the bottom of the gas key. And we do it with a, kind of a, a, a coarser sandpaper because we actually want to put some scuff lines in the gas key, in sure, the bottom yeah. of it. And really all that is is because we put a form of gasket down and we want to give somewhere for that form of gasket to, to sit uh, and adhere to that gas key. Now there's not a lot we can do on the, on the mating surface of the carrier, uh, without, you know, risking some damage. So that part doesn't get done, but we do do the, uh, bottom side of the gas key. We add the form of gasket. We use a knurled, uh, gas key. The head of the gas keys are knurled real heavy. And then we, we rock set the, uh, the new bolts or the new gas key screws. We rock set those in for anybody that doesn't know what that is. It's just an industrial uh, Loctite, uh, but heat does not affect it. You actually have to soak it in water for it to loosen up. Uh, so we use that and we torque it down and then we stake the hell out of it. You know, and all these little things that we're doing um, is just to, to try to ensure that that bolt carrier group performs longer than your enemies does. So, and ultimately, that's the uh, that's the whole purpose, right? Um, yeah. You want to make sure that you win that you win that battle. Um, we got a few questions out there. What we're going to hit real quick. Marcus out there says, "Any thoughts of maybe getting into the piston driven game?" Uh, you probably get that no. a lot. Anyone that makes ARs, people don't do pistons. Are going to say, "We're well, going to do pistons." If you do pistons, you're going to say, "You know, yeah, I, I get it." Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not really overly interested in the piston game. There, there's other good manufacturers making pistons, and yeah, there's no sure. sense to me trying to dilute the the ocean there. You know. Well, more importantly, if if you know what you do well, and you're and you master your craft, why? at this point go down to the road let's just keep focusing on what you're doing yeah, well yeah. uh g23 out there says what brand of fords you use for your uppers and lowers i don't know if you want to get into uh, that but uh well we use we use um i'll give you a two-part answer uh yeah. we use 7075 t6 aluminum billets to mm -hmm. to make our current lineup we are looking at making a more budget-friendly, if you will, uh, set out of forgings. And currently, we're uh, dealing with Cerro right now. Okay, right on, right on. Uh, I'm not sure this is a, he says question. I don't know if he's talking to us or to the chat out there, but Ozzy says, 
Skeletonized pistol grip with G10 grip panels. Yay or nay? Um, for an AR, I, I, I kind of dig the skeletonized uh, grips. I don't know if I'd go G10 on them, but I, I kind of dig. I tell you what would look cool, Michael, and you can go with me on this. If you were to put out that that uh, bare metal look, a skeletonized pistol grip on that would pretty that that'd be pretty sweet, actually. Um, okay, I'll I take that under advisement. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, thanks to all you guys out there with the question. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Uh, we are going to now. Uh, so that's the Guardian. We're going to go now and look at some of the things. You have the Predator, which is the uh, the 300 Blackout. And I know that there's a bunch of 300 Blackout fans out there in the audience in the podcast world. 300 Blackout's become a very, 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 very popular caliber and cartridge over the last probably five, six years. Um, especially down the south, people like hog hunting and all that. It's kind of like the go-to caliber for hog hunting. Um, kind of go through, I want to put the picture up here, and I'll, and I'll scroll down while you're talking a little bit, but kind of go through for me, if you will, um, break down the 300 blackout for me real quick. Uh, well, right now, uh, the Predator is on hold because of the pistol brace. So that's really a 300 blackout pistol. If somebody actually wants it and they're okay with just getting a, a straight pistol tube, we can do that for you. Yeah. Uh, but right it. now, that one's on hold. All of our 300s uh, come with a QD mount for a suppressor. They come with an adjustable gas block, a utilitarian style uh, sure. gas block. So, and, and basically, all the guts, um, you know, are, are identical. It's the same trigger. Uh, same bolt carrier group, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, it, it just depends on whether or not uh, we have set it up for more of a hardcore duty kind of guy, you know, that's going to run suppressed or not. Yep, sure. Uh, okay, let's go to the next one. You got the uh, the DMR, the Designated Marksman Rifle. Um, let's talk a little bit about this. I believe this would be um the ar10 if you will of the family no uh, it's it's still a setup in a in a 556 five, but it's got a 20 oh, inch okay. barrel on it yeah it's got so a it's 20 inch barrel going to m16 specs huh yeah it's um you know we do run a uh still a, a heavier buffer spring we're running a, a uh, an h1 buffer in that uh, it's got a rifle length gas tube obviously um, that one can be set up uh, with a, a uh, suppressed style QD mount for the for the muzzle device if they wanted it or not. But um, yeah, those those are actually kind of fun to shoot. That's really for the guy that doesn't necessarily want to step up into the bigger calibers, but still wants to reach out and touch someone, and, and that'll get you there. As long as you're using a heavier, you know, we're using a one and seven twist, so. You know, you run yeah. like a 77 grain or something like that. You can get out there. Um, for the most part, most of the internals of the DMR are going to be similar to the Guardian. Is that correct? Except for the, the barrel and maybe upgrades and different stuff. But the basic internals are going to be pretty much the same as a Guardian? Correct. Yeah, all the, all the internals are identical. 
as much as we can be. You know, it's uh, same trigger, same bolt carrier group. We are um, looking at releasing a six millimeter arc for the guy that wants to get a little bit oh, more nice. punch out of it. Um, you know, the, the AR-10 thing is nice, and we do get people that ask us about it. Um, I, I'm not dead set against them by any means. I'm really not. But if you're wanting to run a 308, um, there's a few things to consider. But the, the 6-millimeter arc is a, is, a, is a really nice option for the sole fact that uh, it weighs less. It fits in, a, in an AR-15, you know, footprint as opposed to the bigger 10 footprint. Now, um, uh, who is it? Uh, POF puts out a nice, you know, they've got a nice uh, yeah. short frame. I think they call it the short frame um, AR. So it's still kind of a 15 footprint. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, right now we're looking at releasing a 6 arc here before too long. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. 6 arc is, especially in the PRS, like the competition side of things, uh, six arc has really kind of uh, had a, a big stance. Um, if there was a rifle that you don't currently make, whether it's a caliber, whether it's a, another design, I'm sure your mind's always going for the next project and all that. If there was something that you you don't currently make that you said, all right, this is going to be the one. What is that next uh, project, the dream project that you would like to, to get through Cox Arms? Oh, man, I've, I've got – I don't even know if I can answer that. I've got so many things going through my brain. Um, I would like to do – at some point, I would like to do a bolt gun. Uh, but I also want to do kind of a magnum-sized footprint as well, you know, something mm. that will run a – a three three eight Lapoo or something like that That's in a gas crazy. gun. Um, so I got a few ideas here and there to do it, but like anything else, you know, it's time and money. You know, I'm just trying to think of how a three three eight Lapua through a gas gun, man, that could be badass if 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 that could if that could come. I mean, I, I'm all. I, our um, our uh, our Overwatch, we'll just call him um, his rifle. That's why I've always been really happy with it. His his rifle was a, a McMillan three three Lapua, and I love that thing. And uh, for some reason, I've always loved the three three Lapua, uh, even more than fifty B and G and and all of that three hundred win mag. I, for some reason, that three three Lapua Magnum is just to me. It's just that. It's like perfect, you know. It's a perfect yeah. thing for me. Uh, so that'd be kind of really cool in a gas gun. Uh, yeah. TJ out there uh, is asking about the eight six blackout. Is that something that you could see coming down the line, maybe, or is that just a fad? You think? Uh, I don't know if it's a fad. Um, I, there'll definitely be some guys, you know, that latch onto the eight six and run with it. Um, yeah. I don't think I would get in that water and play in that pool. Um, yeah, sure. There's, sort of, there's nothing wrong with that H6, that, nothing at all, if that's what you wanted to run. I just think there's some better, for me personally, I think there's some better options. Um, mm. And really the thing that I like about the, not that they compare, 
But the thing that I like about the 300 Blackout is that's about as close to movie quiet as you're going to get if you want to run suppressed. I mean, yep. it just it just is. And if if you set the gun up properly and you have the timing just right on a, on a suppressed 300 Blackout, one, it's a shit ton of fun to shoot. And two, it, it's, it's not going to beat the hell out of you. And all you're going to hear, you know, for the most part, is the thump on the other end and – you know, in, in the internals, that's it. You know, yep. so for me, the 300 blackout, uh, is, is kind of hard to beat. Yeah. Now you started kind of getting into the production of the rifle game right about the time that a controversial caliber was coming out. And that's a 224 Valkyrie. Um, I know a lot of people, um, have never really gotten twist rates right. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that it never really kind of lived up to what they thought it would be yet. I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm sure people out there, they'll figure it out eventually, but between twist rates and barrel lengths and all that, it never quite, never quite got off the ground. Was the Valkyrie ever something that you looked into? Because it was about the same time you started kind of doing your rifles. No. Um, you know, one of the advantages the advantages that we have um, being a manufacturer is we had almost a right at a decade of brick and mortar dealership, right? So we get to see, and especially being in the pawn business, we get a lot of new guns that we, you know, bring in from distributors, but then we get a lot of used guns. So we kind of get to see some of these trends of, you know, and we got a lot of hunting people in our area. So we get to yeah. see a lot of these, you know, I want a 270. I want a 22, 250. I want, you know, they, they want all these things and they play with them for a few months or a season, whatever it might be. And then they move on to the next thing. So yeah. uh, the Valkyrie wasn't really something that ever, you know, kind of excited me at all. And, and I think for the guys I'm sure somebody's got it dialed in that self loads and things like that, but yeah, yeah, you know, kind of like the six arc, right? The six arc, in my opinion, would have been much further along right now had it not been released in 2020 at Shot Show. Had it not been released in 2020, right during goddamn COVID, yep. the six arc would be a much stronger player than it is right now. I think that they, they risked it or just a bad timing. I think it was just shit timing. It was just yeah. shit timing. You know, everybody right as they launched it, uh, all the manufacturers went into producing all the other ammos. So it got no attention, no love whatsoever. Uh, and then again, because of the, you know, pandemic, uh, everybody was buying up every you know the typicals right the five five six the the nine mil the 45 yeah. so really the six arc in my opinion just got screwed yeah uh, man it was just i remember what was it 2013 uh when we had another little ammo scare and all that yeah i mean if you had if you had if you had nine millimeter or 22 lr you could barter pretty much anything you wanted it was crazy yeah. you know go figure yeah. you know yeah. Uh, the same thing that happened in 2020 that it was available. It was just so bloody expensive. And I, and I think that people start going, okay, I'm going to start reloading. And then what happens to the reload? Well, if you can find primers, great. Um, but everything, yeah. even those components got expensive. So yeah. Um, what about some of the PRC, uh, rounds that uh, have you looked at any of those? 
I've looked at a couple. Um, I, I think uh, what there's a six PRC now. Six. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, that looks like an interesting, promising round. You know, I'm, I'm a little older, so I like some of the I like some of the classics. You know, I like the 308 round. Um, sure. Yep. I'm a big seven millimeter Magnum fan. I was going to ask um, you about seven. You look like you probably enjoy a little seven millimeter in your life. I, I, you know what, man, the seven millimeter Magnum, you know, and again, it's an opinion. That's a hell of a round to beat. It really is. I, you can, if you go and you look at like a lot of ballistic charts and you sit there and you nerd out on all of it, the seven millimeter, if you're being fair, the seven millimeter, it's a hard round to beat. It really is. Now, once you start getting up into that three three eight Lapua, you know, okay, you know, now things aren't, you know, maybe as even as they could be. But right. uh, for me, the three oh eight, the seven millimeter magnum, three three eight Lapua, and you're pretty much covered. Yeah, I, I'm still a fan of three oh eight. Matter of fact, I just actually um, I shot a ton of them in my life, but I've never actually owned an AR-10 in 308 and recently just got one. And, and they're so fun to shoot. Uh, I love a 308. I'm, I'm a big 330 Lapua, but I'll tell you another round that I, a cartridge that I love uh, is 300 Win Mag. I just think yeah. that's, it, it's it's a bruiser, man. It's, it's, it's an absolute bruiser, but it is so fun to shoot. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know if that's you know seven millimeter, the three oh eight, and then you go through to Win Mag. I, I remember a lot of our guys that were snipers. Um, their caliber of choice actually was a three hundred Win Mag. Um, yeah. So it's kind of interesting that uh, they had options of three three eight, three oh eight. They had all the options of a lot of different things, uh, but a lot of them were three three hundred Win Mag, and, and that's a, that's a great well, one too. Yeah, and it, it's also kind of a uh, mission dictates too, right? You know, this is true. Yep. You know, what are you going to hunt? You know, uh, the three hundred eight. You know, nowadays seems to get a little. There's more people starting to kind of nay nay the round, but the three hundred eight rounds killed a lot of people. It so, has. You know, you, you can talk all the shit you want, but at the end of the day, it still works. There, you know, but the three hundred wind mags, it's a good round. Yeah, I, I, you know, so and, and, and I, I shoot long range competition, and my rifle is a 6.5 Creed. Now, the reason why it was 6.5 Creed is not because it's the fancy, you know, cool kid round these days, because it actually isn't anymore. Um, yeah. But the great thing about the 6.5 Creed is if you're going out to that 1,000, 1,200 yard shot, it's such a flat shooter for competition. It's a great caliber because it is going to be a, such a flat shooter. It's going to give you every opportunity to succeed uh, as much. Now, the cool thing about the AR-10 is in PRS game, they have a division strictly for AR-10 gas in 308, and that's it. And very few people do because they all want to have their fancy bolt rifles and all that, but I got that <laughs> to, like, one weekend I'll go shoot bolt. Next weekend I'll go shoot gas or something, and just have an absolute blast shooting that three hundred eight. Um, the great thing about three hundred eight is, yeah, it's it's still gonna it's still gonna do it. It's still, it's gonna do its job. And if you think that it's not, then stand in front of one and see what you think. Um, more importantly, it's 
it's kind of like the nine millimeter of the long range cartridges. It's readily available. It's relatively cheap, uh, and yeah. in, in consideration. So I don't understand. Maybe, maybe, maybe it all comes back around to the 308 eventually. But if you look at all these bolt actions, what are they based off of mostly? The Remington 700. I mean, that's kind of what they're based off. And, and I know at Scout Sniper School, I know that uh, at, at Navy SEAL Sniper, I'm pretty sure at Army Sniper School, they're all trained on the Remington 700 and 308. Now, once you graduate, you can kind of you know get your load out how you want it, but they all shoot the 700 and 308. It's kind of one of those great classic things, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Fud Life out there is love with the 300 Win Mag talk. Um, he says you can get an elk at a thousand yards, no problem with 300 Win Mag. You can get a lot of things at a thousand yards with 300 Win Mag. Now, he's also saying that 6.5 Creed is such a dumb fat base in the 3 which again is a 30 out 6. Um, I get it. And he said you should not be shooting gas. Go buy some Tannerite, you cheapskate. There you go. That's fair. That's what does he know? His name's got FUD in it. What does he know? You know, it's 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 Elmer can't Elmer does Elmer can only talk about certain things. You know, um, so <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, I love my buddy Clover out there is having some funny. He's having the military train on the seven hundred three oh eight. Then the public should not have access to them. Period. This is a great, <laughs> great talking about the ATF and all the bull crap that they're going through right now. Uh, a thirty-three seventy-eight Weatherby Magnum was also a fine long-range cartridge. I don't know if I've ever even heard of that. Have you guys heard of that? I have the not. Thirty-three seventy-eight Weatherby Magnum. Holy hell! I don't know if that's real or not, but it sounds pretty badass. <laughs> um, all right, uh, we've got a few minutes left. Uh, let's talk real quick about uh, maybe what's coming down the line. I know, I know you can't give a lot of things away, but if there are some things that you kind of you're looking to expand to or, or, or plans for the future, maybe even for Shot Show 2024 or something, what are some of the things that you are looking to kind of kick into the next half of the year? Uh, so like I said, we got the, uh, kind of a more budget friendly forged, uh, set, uh, nice. build coming out. That'll just be, you know, it'll still be a nice, uh, rifle, but it'll, it'll get you a little more of a head start than, you know, than kind of your $800 job, you know? Uh, yeah. so we got that. We have our, our new combat bulk carrier group that we've launched the, um, Yep. We are working on a uh, a muzzle brake right now that we've been testing that we're really happy with. Mm. Um, we'll do a video on that once we, you know, once I'm I'm satisfied that we're not going to squeeze any more out of it for right now. I'll do that. Um, well, you know, that way people can see. You know, it's not just me telling you. Oh, it's you know, it's great. It'll actually be something that you can visualize yourself uh, with numbers. You know, so we've got that coming down. Um, so, and then I've got one or two other little things coming down that, that I'm not ready to say anything about because I don't know how <laughs> that's going to play out just yet. No, I hear you. Um, real quick, if you want to spend a few minutes, let's talk about the Combat BCG. I've got the, the picture up here. Um, if you want to kind of go through the difference in the Combat 
uh, versus your standard BCG, then uh, we can talk about that for a second. Yeah, like I said earlier, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of attention to detail is what it is. And, um, you know, it's kind of like when people talk about, well, you know, I, I don't need a $2,000 gun. I can, you know, I can, my $800, my $500, whatever does the same job. And I'm sure for a short period of time, it probably does the same job. Um, but, you know, on the other side of that, and, and I've, I've told John this before too, uh, you don't need a sixty or $70,000 truck to get to work, but you have one. You don't need a $2,000 cell phone, but you've got one. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, quality costs money, you know, and uh, you bust your ass all week, and at the end of the day, you want something nice. So you pay for it, right? And, you know, everything that we do, everything that we build – is is touched multiple times and the whole idea is it's built for a more of a duty mentality of if the shit hits the fan i want our rifle to be the one that you trust yours and your family's lives with you know that that is truly my mission is to make sure that i give you the most effective weapon that i can give you um and you know the with the bolt carrier group, uh, it's like I said, it's, it's the pre work that we do to just the raw parts. Then you get them, uh, micro polished. Then they come back and you do a little more hand work. You hone the, the, the bores out, you lap the gas key, then you send them out to get their hybrid DLC coating. Uh, could you use a regular coat? Sure. You can use anything. We all know that, you know, just keep it oiled up and, and you can go to work. Um, the cryo treated gas rings and springs. Do you need that? No, you don't have to have that. But again, at the end of the day, I'm trying to give you the ultimate rifle, uh, that you're confident will get you home. And, and that's what I want. So we go those extra steps. We, you know, we rock set those screws in. We stake the shit out of it, you know. Right. We do all these little extra detail, finite works to them to make them that much better than your typical off-the-shelf, uh, you know, black nitrided bolt carrier group. And that's not to say that that bolt carrier group, you know, that you got off the yeah. shelf is garbage. I'm not saying that to you. Yeah. I absolutely am not saying that. I'm simply saying if you want the ultimate, if you really want the best, uh, well, you know, it costs money, and that's that's what it is. But that's what we're trying to to achieve here. Um, so, you know, I get it. Not everybody's got that budget, and and I understand that. I yeah. shit, you know, money's money, you know, and and especially right. for a guy that's, you know, he's maybe got two, three, four kids, whatever. You know, and he and he's he struggles to, you know, just pay the bills. In that case, hey man, buy that three hundred dollar, four or five hundred dollar gun. I'm all for it. You know, some yep. guns better than no gun. And I would tell you, uh, if you're in that position, start shopping around at the different pawn shops or talk to your buddies who shoot if yep. you have some. You know, hey, I, I you know I I really want to buy a gun. Do you have something you want to upgrade? I'll buy that one from you. Your buddy might let you make payments, whatever the case is. 
and then you can upgrade. And the other, the other thing too is a, a lot of people, and I've talked to John extensively about this. Some people don't quite understand. It's, it, it's hard for them to understand the difference. You know, it, it's, it's not something I can put into words for you. And, you know, when you ask me, well, why, why should I pay that much for, for a, an AR when I can build one for this price? It's unfortunately, it's just not something I can put into words. You have to actually grab it, shoot the thing, put them side by side, shoot them but side by side. And then without me saying a word to you, you'll go, okay, yeah. I get it now. Now I get it. You know, so yep. no, that's what we're trying, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, ghost, you haven't shot one. I've shot two of his, I've shot the guardian and I've shot the, the hunter, which is the 13, seven, right? Michael. Yeah. It's 13, seven. I would say hands down. And you know where I worked before. I'd say hands down for the money. These are probably the some of the best rifles on the market. Some of the flattest shooting rifles I've ever shot in my life. And I shot Kurt. Kurt and I shot the guns um, when Steve had them, and we both turned to each other and go, "What the heck voodoo magic did this man put into this <laughs> rifle to make it shoot so flat?" It's and and I he's he's selling his products, so he's he's cut. He, I'm saying he's cutting himself a little short on this, but you know, the the bolt in the upper is smooth as butter. The gun sits flat. The attention to details on the, even the smallest thing, including like he hasn't touched on it, but on the inside of his upper, there's a little saying. I can't remember the saying on the off the top of my head. Michael, you know what it is, but there's a little saying in there. That small detail, it, the Easter egg, as some call it. It's, it's just there's something about his gun that makes it worth every penny that I would, you know, I would spend my hard-earned money to buy that rifle. And well, I, I don't want anyone to mention what the saying is. I want people to go out and buy once they yeah. can find what the Easter egg is themselves. Yeah, uh, go find that Easter egg. That's a cool little Easter egg. And then uh, real quick, because oh, Michael, yeah. you do a lot of cool. Serico jobs. We we saw your Instagram page. You did just did a really cool paint job. If somebody wants a custom job, are you open to that? Is that something you're willing to do? How would they get a hold of you to do a custom rifles like the? You know, you did one for Shot Show that looked like a bomber, and then yeah. about three months ago, what'd you do? One that looked like a like a Thompson. Some yeah yeah. So, that so, was for a that was for a um, that was for a charity. They That's wanted awesome. a uh, they wanted an AR-15 that looked like it came out of World War II. Oh uh, hell, that's so, awesome! Yeah, that's, That'd be yeah, awesome. So we did something for them, you know. But yeah, I, I your point is is can someone get a custom X, Y, or Z? And the answer is yes, they can. They can do it. All they have to do is reach out to me. Um, it's like anything else. You know, the, the base price is this, and depending on how fancy you want to get, the price goes up, you know. but um, Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, got a question on here real quick before we head out. G23 says, are y'all thinking about getting into the PCC game? You can answer that uh, or not. <laughs> I, I, have, I have thought about it. Um, the answer, the immediate answer is not right now. I don't like. There's some things on the PCC um, I, that I don't like at all. I, I just I, I don't like yeah. them. I, I think they 
potentially could be a little more accurate than they are. Um, they're just a little too finicky for my personal taste. Um, so my immediate answer is no. If I ever do attack it, then it'll be completely different than what's out there right now because I'm not overly sold on what's out there. I like the way you think. If you're going to do it, let's do something different. And, um, you know, and this is literally and figuratively, but being the first one through the door is not always fun. But sometimes it's the most rewarding. Uh, I was I was a point in my fire team at, at one point, and that was uh, nerve-wracking to say the least. But it's also, in the end of it, it's like the most rewarding thing. Like, yeah. Uh, but you're taking those shots doing something different, taking the shots from the, from the community and from the industry and, and all that, but uh, being different isn't bad. So uh, let's real quick, give you a few chance, a few minutes to, I'm going to keep putting the links out there. Uh, talk a little bit about your social media. If you want to, where they can get a hold of you, if they need to uh, website, all that stuff, anything else that uh, we haven't brought up that you definitely want to get out, go ahead and, and take a few minutes to talk about whatever you'd like. Uh, as far as reaching us, you know, you can go to our Instagram page, which is just Cox Arms USA. Uh, that'll get you to our Instagram page. Uh, CoxArmsUSA.com is the website. Admittedly, it's not that great. If you if you don't see something on there that you want, like I said, we're kind of a we're more of a boutique kind of a you know a, a gun shop. So. If you don't see something that you want, just reach out to me. And if it's something that I can accommodate, I'll do it for you. You know, it's, I want you to be happy with your product and, and so on. So you can just call, um, you know, we're, we're pretty Johnny on the spot about things and we'll, we'll try to make you happy the best we can within reason. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate you coming on, bro. John, uh, before we get out of here, uh, who are you, who are you going to, plug tonight oh you know ghosts like always i plug southeastern guide dogs that's a non-profit charity organization that gives guide dogs to veterans and uh suffering from ptsd as well as uh disabilities again that they, they supply the dog the food the vet care everything for free for the life of the dog and give a new dog once that dog has retired uh, we've got an event coming up in ohio in july 15th in medina so if you'd like to donate for that event please make sure to uh let them know and go hang out and if you're in medina i believe it's at havana house in medina ohio and again uh that is the uh southeastern guide dogs really great organization really great group of guys always love to talk about them uh, the other thing, as always, we got to get our grassroots organization rolling for the Pony Express 2024. Again, hashtag 20, Pony Express 2024. Uh, for those of you who don't know, you need to know. And just go to Anderson and tell them they need to make a double barrel shotgun called the Pony Express because it's funny. And I said so. It's funny <laughs> and, and and it's it would sell like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, I mean, if, know, if it ever just would embrace the pony... Like they have, they would have so many things they could do. No, I know, and that's why you gotta go on all their socials. And I don't use. want to, but he, he Kyle, Kyle's gotta work a little bit harder, man. Well, you know, it's only the two of us. I've seen only the two of us using this hashtag. I'm a little upset by that. Come on, guy, Ghost Crew, 
Ghost Tactical, let's go, Pony Express 2024 on all of Anderson's page. And then mm-hmm. don't forget to go check out Michael Cox and all his stuff because I will say hands down that it is probably one of the best rifles I've ever shot. And I will compare it to a bigger name that has a D in the name. And I will say it's better than that. And I will leave the uh, controversy talking, on the table. How about the, the, the double D? Yeah, the big old double Ds. I'm going to say, look, at he's get over here smiling, getting embarrassed. But it's true. I'm not going to lie. I, I've shot a lot of rifles in my life. It's a good rifle. Definitely go check them out. Make sure that you go get one. Call this man up. Get a custom job. I know he did one in gold. It was freaking sweet. Go go call, call him. He's just going to laugh at me. I'll, he'll call me later this week and just laugh at me. It's all right. <laughs> hey, hey, Michael, real quick before this, it just kind of popped in my head. Obviously, they buy direct from you guys. Um, if gun shops, if someone has got their local gun shop that wants to start carrying him, do y'all do dealers or is it just straight through you guys right now? Uh, no, we absolutely do dealers. And that's kind of our, uh, bread and butter, if you will. Um, because like I said, we, you know, we've been a dealer for over a decade. So we, we really understand what the dealers go through and how much money they outlay for how much little they get. So, uh, yeah. we definitely have a, a program for dealers that, that is nice for them. And if, if somebody has a, if they want to come to us directly, that's fine. You know, obviously we'll sell it to you, but if you have a, a gun shop that you're loyal to and you know, you're going to your LGS on a regular, by all means, ask them to do it, have them reach out to us. Uh, we love getting dealers, man. And now I will tell you this. I'm glad you brought it up. If you want to buy a gun from us, but you live next to one of our dealers, we can't, we won't sell it to you. We'll make you go through that, that gun shop. Uh, just yeah, because I, it, we're not going to screw them. Yeah. I actually love that. Um, the local gun shop is kind of like the dying breed in America. We need to keep yeah. everything we can to keep the local gun shops open. And, uh, no, I love the fact that, that you're almost going to push them to their, their, their LGS and, and have them con. I love that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it is a, uh, it's tough, man. Being a fucking oh, gun yeah. shop's tough. I'm not going to lie. It's, you know, the margins are so fucking thin. Um, and, and I get it. Everybody, especially now, I didn't grow up with the internet, but I, everybody has the internet now. So everybody wants it right now. I don't want to pay tax. I don't want to, you know, well, nobody wants to fucking pay taxes, but you know, it's, if you can keep your local gun shop, you know, in business, you need to fucking do that, you know, Absolutely. and I understand guys want to buy guns online or, or whatever and have them transferred and this and that, but every now and then throw your, your local gun shop a deal and, and buy a gun or two from them to mm. keep the fucking doors open. Otherwise you're not going to have a gun shop local to go get your transfers from, you know, so it's as simple as that. Yep. Well said. Uh, Ghost, pull up Mike's comment about ranges real quick because I got to answer this because I've been putting it off for a couple weeks. Uh, Michael, you can help answer this. Uh, good gun ranges in Phoenix. There you go. So, good gun ranges in Phoenix. Probably what? Ben Avery, Cowtown. I don't know if you got to be a member at Cowtown. Ben Avery, Rio. Those are the big outdoor public ranges. But if you're coming, you, I think he said he was coming this weekend. It's going to be 112. You're more than welcome to shoot outside, but I don't know any of the indoor ranges in Phoenix. You yeah, know we, uh, indoor ranges, uh, you know, C2 Tactical would be a good one. 
there's uh, there's one on the East Valley called uh, Continental. Uh, used to be Club 82, now it's Continental. They have a decent program. Um, otherwise, just go out to the desert and just fucking suck it up. Just drink lots of water and, and you know, use some sunscreen or put up a shade or something and fucking it, rock on. That's bad, but fucking be a man. Let's go. Yeah. Before Let's you go. go out to the desert, make sure it's not under the fire ban because that's what we had to deal with. Casa, Casa yeah. Grand PD range is probably the... It's the desert. Like, yeah. We got fire bands this time of year. Desert? It's fire bands this time of year. I'm sorry. Yeah. You go out far enough, nobody's going to say anything to you because they're not <laughs> dumb enough to go out there. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're being up by the stumps, and I never heard of a desert fire ban. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, guys. Uh, Mike. Uh, hang out when we get offline here. Uh, don't don't leave just right away. We'll hang out for a second. But uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, if you're watching this live, hey, great conversation, great questions out there. Go check out coxarmsusa.com. Uh, the link will be in the description. I put it out there in the chat multiple times. Go check them out all on uh, on Instagram and all their social media. Uh, this weekend is going to be the first, you know, with 4th of July kind of coming up, in like the middle of the week, I don't know about you guys, but around here, like every, both weekends that, that, that bracket 4th of July are crazy. So if you're going to go out there and enjoy Independence Day uh, with your friends and your family and all that, just be safe. Be safe. Uh, there's a lot of crazies out there. Um, be safe and uh, have fun. Enjoy the freedoms that this, this great country brings you, one of which is the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, make sure you're keeping up with all the two-way legislation going on locally, state, and federally, especially with all the bullshit with the ATF going on right now. Make sure you're keeping up with that, making sure that you are pressuring your local representatives, not your, you know, they're not the politicians. They are your elected representatives. Hold them to the fire. Make sure they're voting. I saw that the Senate a few days ago voted down the Congressional Review on the ATF Pistol Brace, which I think is absolute bullshit. Um, one last thing when it comes to congressmen and senators and all of that. You guys know that I have a couple brothers that are uh, part of what they call the MARSOC 3. Um, Danny and Josh were found not guilty uh, last month on all charges that had to do with manslaughter and everything else that went down with them. They have one charge that they were found guilty of, and it was basically drinking in Iraq. Uh, it sounds like something very small. Here's a problem. Uh, their promotions have been frozen since the last, for four years since this trial's been going on. Um, the commander of MARSOC two weeks ago decided to keep, he could have thrown the charges out. He decided to keep the charges as of right now, which means they could be getting out dishonorably. They could lose all 20-plus years they've put in to uh, lose everything for their retirement. They're absolutely being fucking bent over by our beloved Marine Corps. So uh, go fuck yourself, uh, whoever that general is who's the commander of MARSOC. What I ask everybody to do is this. If you have a congressman or senator that you can get a hold of, make them aware that this is going on. They can pressure certain people to maybe have the the, the, the CG of MARSOC 
um, change his decision. I'm not asking you guys to do anything you wouldn't do normally, but if if you're willing to and you know how the you know the politics of the Marine Corps and the military in general play, they're getting railroad. They were found not guilty in a court martial, and they're going to get railroaded probably dishonorably discharged, lose all retirement. The last 24 years of their lives are now just erased because they were drinking with a thousand other people in Iraq. Um, help us out here. Uh, get a hold of me. And I can tell you what you guys need to do. More importantly, just say, hey, email your congressman or senator. Say, hey, Danny and Josh are getting a really bad rap by the CGF Marsoc. If you anything we can do to help these guys out, they are truly heroes. They're great Americans. They're great friends of mine, and we're trying to do everything we can to um, to help them out. Uh, if you don't want to, by all means, do not. But if anyone's available and willing to, and you need more information, just Google Marsoc three or call me or email me, whatever, and I'll get you hooked up on what what happened, with, you know, what's going on with Danny and Josh. But um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. Enjoy Independence Day uh, next Tuesday. Is the fourth of July? Um, I would imagine we're going to have a show. It might be a fun show. I might, um, yeah. Well, we'll have a fun show, maybe a little extravaganza. But guys, thank you guys so much for watching live. If you're listening to this in podcast form or watching this in replay, God bless you. You are not going to get your money back. You are definitely not going to get any smarter. But we hope we entertained you for a little bit and you heard some good information about Cox Arms. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys soon. Semper Fi. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like this one and want to check out some of our other podcasts, we invite you to check out the Jarhead podcast, the Ghost and Clover podcast, and the Speed Limit 155 podcast. We also like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel, Ghost Tactical. If you're into the firearm world and the lifestyle of the, of the firearm community, go check that out. And obviously, go check out our website, ghosttactical.us, to check out all of our projects, our swag, our stores, and our discount codes. Once again, thanks for always supporting the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Simplify.